Welcome to the Supreme Boheme Podcast, where we embody a supreme energy while maintaining a boheme lifestyle. My name is Taijin. And my name is Mallory. Thank you guys for coming back after our winter break. You know, we had to recharge, deal with life, experiencing. Yes. And we are back to give you some supreme energy. (laughs) Yes. And a great introduction. Happy New Year. And welcome to a. 2020s where everyone I think feels the shift because it's a new decade Mm -hmm. and you know we just had our first new um, full moon of the decade yes and it was a lunar eclipse too I want to ask you I know this is like unorthodox we don't usually talk about like these um, talk about certain things but did you set any uh, full moon intentions I didn't I didn't. You didn't. I, I didn't. Yeah. I'm in the uh, middle of a uh, moving transition, physically moving. Yes. So I really didn't even get a chance to do that. Did you? I set four intentions and I kept it simple because I, I've noticed before when I used to. And for those who don't know, what I mean by setting intentions for a moon is there's like a lot of divine energy during the different phases of the moon specifically a full moon and a new moon and it's a good time to kind of get clarity purge and and set the intentions for what you want that month to be it's like a it's like you know how people have new year new new year goals Mm -hmm. it's like that but every month yeah so every new month you set your intentions so i set like four intentions um they were really like Three of them were specific. One of them was just broad. And one of them was definitely to have more fun. (laughs) Okay. Because I feel like, you know, with experiencing fun, with having more fun and being around people more than I was, I feel like that's kind of, it's going to open me up in a better way. And of course, some of my goals were educational things Mm -hmm. and of the such. But yeah, I just want, if you guys are interested, if you did set new moon or full moon intentions, let us know, like tweet us, DM us, or comment on our um, Instagram page. Yeah. You just reminded me to do mine for next month. So, okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're going to get right into it. Um, we're getting into our get to know you questions. Um, this episode, we're doing two questions. So yes. the first question is, would you ever sign a prenuptial agreement? Would you say? So the prenup is to say, basically, when we divorce, I get you get nothing. We come in with what we say we have. Right. Okay. That's my understanding. So of it. Yes. I think. I think it's hard gosh i okay so the concept of marriage for me is like not necessarily something i subscribe to mm-hmm. so automatically those like legal things contractual things i really kind of don't want to be involved with Agreed. but if i had to choose i would sign a prenup and the reason being is i don't agree that when you separate that your partner should take half of what you have mm-hmm. I think if you have mutual businesses together, then I feel like there's better ways to to settle. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, could, me and my partner, because first of all, who I choose is is going to be very 
important to the type of decisions we make long term. So I'm going to choose someone that is not vindictive. And even if we part, we both understand the evolution of ourselves. So we're not going to just be like parting in a messy way. I, I believe that what is it called? Like um, amicable separation is very, very, very real. And I think more people need to really realize that that is a reality. So I think that I would sign it because I feel like we both are individual people and we, we shouldn't have to like bank on someone being rich or just taking money. I feel like the idea of it is just already corrupt. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would probably sign in that situation. I'm right with you. <laughs> I yeah, would wow, okay. Thing. Yes, I would because um I think ending even if you end a marriage, um whether it wh- whatever reason it may be, um I want it to be a smooth transition for the both of us. Um so I definitely I'm I'm big on prenuptial agreement because you never know how it can end like it could potentially be a a rational situation. Maybe something happened that made you make you think or feel another way. So you actually have something on paper. No matter what happens, these are the condi- these are the conditions of the situation. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like any the person I'm going to marry is going to be just as rational as I am um, yeah. when it comes to things such as assets, um, money. Um, things that we've acquired within the marriage um, so I don't have a problem with it and from my understanding I think there is a di- there are different types of prenuptial agreements mm. I don't think there's okay. a one size fit all um, I didn't from know my that. understanding of that yes if I, I it depends on it, it depends on a lot of things it depends on what state um, you're getting married in it depends mm-hmm. on the laws there but from my understanding um and please, you guys, please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. There are different types of prenups. So I'm very open to that idea. And I actually, I really, I really would want to do that. I, I would, I, I'm, yeah. I'm really on the same, and I've grown into the mindset of um, what you feel when it comes to marriage, um, how it's really corrupt and I don't really want the government too much in my dealings when it comes to marriage, but um, I think that would be also too a great conversation for yeah. us to have separately in an, in another episode. Yeah, because we both have strong feelings on marriage, and I I know our listeners would want to hear hear them. Yeah, let me write that down. But, yeah, I'll put that in the in the vault. <laughs> put that in the vault right now. Okay, so I just added that. Um, that that definitely could be a potential topic for us. We on the same page yeah. when it comes to prenuptial agreement. I'm on ball. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's and it's like you're not and I just to add oh, sure. something real quick. You're not reliant upon the uh, the other the um, part your partner. A lot of mm. and I'm going to be honest and I'm not using it in a negative way but I feel like historically we've seen a lot of women like really clean house when it comes to when they so divorce a man and they take half of what he had mm-hmm. and it's I just feel like we just need to give guys a little bit more of um of like uh some more understanding because Agreed. think about it you've worked you've worked hard 
in this field, whatever you're doing, and you've acquired this money, and you and this person are not going to continue your lives together. I don't feel like they're entitled to that money. You're entitled to what you what you create for yourself, mm-hmm. and if, especially if you're if you're together, yes, it's both of yours. But if you're separate, it's now separate, mm-hmm. and I think that makes a lot of sense. But I really think like don't be lazy. Like don't think that you can't rebuild your life without a person. Um, and it, it is a lot for like housewives. Cause that is a thing like mm-hmm. housewives, you know, they really rely upon their person. And there is, there is, there are house husbands. So I'm not negating that idea as well, but I really think that you have to have the confidence in yourself that you can rebuild your life in all ways, financially, emotionally, and spiritually, mentally, you have to have the confidence in yourself and you shouldn't be using someone else's assets as a foundation. Yeah. I want to say, should. I don't want to say shouldn't, but I don't think I would do that. I, yeah. I mean, I so, don't think you, I'm sorry, should do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> straight like that, Valerie. Like, I don't. Um, and I do know that uh, the idea of prenup it shakes the table to some people like they'll be like wait what so you're already planning in uh, a breakup and it's like you're not planning yeah. a breakup but you have to understand that you know there's like you say when it comes to relationships it's life death and life again and I feel yes. like with marriages it's life death life again and then sometimes it's death and then sometimes it's permanent death so you have to prepare mm-hmm. for things like for every instance there's nothing wrong with preparing for these things it's, yeah, it's not so you're it's not, not greed it's not selfish you're literally preparing for the next thing if anything happens everybody both parties are good i don't see the issue with it yeah i agree i agree what's the second question so the second question is uh what drains your energy fast you go first <laughs> <laughs> um Ooh, okay. We want to go there. Um, <laughs> well, what drains my energy fast? Hmm. Repetition. Um, not all hmm. forms of repetition because sometimes it's needed. But uh, I think for me, I love giving advice. But if I feel like I'm repeating the same form of, a, of advice, um, I wouldn't say more than once because that's not fair. But a certain number of times, I don't have a set number because I'm not like that meticulous about it. But if I feel like I'm constantly repeating myself and it's feeling like the same conversation over and over again with advice, I that is very draining for me. And yeah. um, I do kind of mentally exit stage left because um, I don't believe that my way is the right way at all, and I don't believe what they think or what they believe is the right way but if something's not working and I'm trying to help and what I think because you asked for my opinion and we keep going mm-hmm. and having these same conversations eventually I will it's very draining and I have to tune myself out for the betterment yeah. of myself so that drains me I, guys. I, I, <laughs> I would have to agree with that too I have another one but I would definitely agree with that because you know, being in a situation where you are the person asking for advice and then you are constantly still going through the same thing, especially with like relationships, mm-hmm. you're telling this, the person the same thing over and over and you're still not changing anything. 
I knew I felt like a burden when yeah. I was on that uh, opposite end. So I could only imagine how the person felt constantly giving me the same advice or saying the same things. Like, bitch, if you're not going, <laughs> if you're not going to change nothing, just deal with it. If yeah. you leave, just deal with it. Don't keep coming to me trying to feel better about a situation where you know it's dead. But I, I yeah. feel that. Man, I also feel like. It's sometimes it's not even relationship. It's like job, yeah. career, living, uh, lifestyle. If you know that these things are like stopping, if you know certain things are stopping you from getting to the next level, and we're having these conversations like con- on the constant, like you know what you need to do. I- eventually, I'm going to tune myself out because it's very draining saying the same thing over and over again. It's very annoying. Yeah, it is. I agree. So for me, I think um, what drains me and it is like kind of whatever. Vulnerability drains the fuck out of me. Mm. Being vulnerable is one of the hardest things. Vulnerability and sensitivity. Those drain me and I want to get to a place where they free me, but they right now they are not freeing me. Hmm. They're draining me because part of me um, resists those two things. Um, I have a strong woman complex. And throughout the, even at the beginning of the year, I've I've dealt with situations where I, instead of being vulnerable, I took on uh, the strong woman complex. Okay. And, And that also can be draining. But I seek that as a defense, rather. I feel strong when I'm a strong woman. I feel that validates me way more than being vulnerable and sensitive. But I realize, I know for sure that vulnerability and sensitivity are powerful and they're powers and they should be looked at in a different way. But I haven't gotten to the point yet where they free me. Hmm. They just drain me to, to actually, like, to be completely, like, like vulnerable with a person or in a situation and to be sensitive to the needs of others, the the feelings of others constantly, that drains me because I have created, like I said, this defense. Defense. So I'm working working on that. And that was the last conversation we had. Um, I have a strong woman defense and um, I'm really like getting out of, I'm trying to get out of it because I want to be strong, but I also want to be balanced. And I feel like vulnerability and sensitivity to others is what is going to propel me in all areas of my life, career-wise and hmm. and emotionally with like relationships I have with people. So it drains me now, but give me a year and I, I will have conf- conquered this. Give me wow. a year. <laughs> wow, that was a really good one. That was a really good Thank one. Thank you. See, I was being vulnerable. Just yeah, that's feeling. vulnerable. You saying it on <laughs> the show, good. so I get it. A vulnerability, I definitely agree with. I, I'm a lot better at it, but I think with me, vulnerability in the sense of speaking on my finances, that's something I'm definitely working on. That's a big mm. one for me. The finances part, same for me. I don't like to talk about it. I, I have a lot of shame when it comes to mm-hmm. talking about finances and mistakes I've made mm-hmm. in this current state. I, I I avoid those conversations and it's something I shouldn't be avoiding because it's a like a right now issue. Mm-hmm. 
But that definitely drains. Oh, my finances drain the fuck out of me. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I didn't think about it. I'm thinking more like at an emotional yeah, standpoint. Yeah, yeah. But yes, living in this fucking world, cost of living, bills drains, drains. me and it drains all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Like, I feel like um, sometimes I do the like, I got it complex. Like, I got it. Like, it ain't no big deal. I, I could take care of it, which is true. But I know. I know my financial goals and it's time to speak on my financial goals more to like people that I care about, like my relationship, my dad, blah, 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 because it's important. You know what I'm saying? And that, and these people could help you get to that point. So yeah, uh, financial vulnerability is definitely something that I'm working on. Like it's just, Ooh, I don't know. It's yeah, hard to eat. that one. <laughs> yeah, I really want. I really want like a financial advisor, and I want it to be someone not familial. I don't want it to be a friend or a mm-hmm. family member to help me. Like I, I want to hire them, but in order to hire a financial advisor, you got to have the money to hire a financial right, advisor. Right, right, right. So, so it's all of that. But I really want someone to literally plan it out with me, but a person that is not my family or my friend, because that can get very fucking sticky. Yes, when it you, can. Talking about just your issues with family because you know we take it everybody when you're a family and friendship you take stuff personal so um i i that's something i want i want to get better at definitely me too and that's something that drains me and we're gonna work toward yeah. that most definitely yes yes i we have great goals and i know this year i've i've gotten very intentional with what i want mm-hmm. and with my vision so i'm so excited about this year me so. too me too yeah so for the um we're gonna move on to the what would a boheme do segment don't forget to hashtag w w b as in boy d as in dog um on twitter so we can have some dialogue and some conversation um that's something we want more of coming into the new year please y'all we want to talk we do we do to you (laughs) we do so um i'm gonna i'm gonna um put this person's twitter because um i'm pretty much quoting their whole entire tweet and it was long so for this segment um gifted asia on twitter said this idea that toxic people give the best sex is is really coming from a warped perspective if you ask me being deprived of love respect and kindness regularly of course you're going to think that sex is bomb. It's the only form of intimacy that they're giving you that's positive. Mm. Cuz you yeah. know the constant turn, you know the constant phrase, oh, you know the most toxic people get the best sex and blah blah blah. So I felt like this was How do you this feel about is it? like Yeah, I, I think this is like really spot on because mm-hmm. I always talk about your views of sex. I watched, um, if you guys are familiar or not familiar, it's this um, online web series where they have conversations and discussions and it's called The Grapevine. And their topic was sex. And what I really gained from that, guys watch it. First of all, everyone watch that. It is like really, it's like a group of black people they're all types of, um, they're from the, the diaspora. So you got black Americans, mm-hmm. you got mixed people, you got people from Africa, all kinds of stuff. 
So um, I check out that. Basically, what I got, what I got from, and you'll love the Grapevine Girl. What I got from it is that you have to identify and define what sex means to you. And when you're engaging in sex with someone else, you both have to identify these things. It doesn't necessarily have to be a long, drawn-out conversation. But for me, I ain't gonna lie. For me, I want to start having these conversations about sex Mm -hmm. um, with the people who I'm having sex with. Mm -hmm. But you have to identify what is sex to you. Is sex spiritual? Is sex only physical? Is it an exchange of energy? Is it a power thing? For a lot of people in our community sex deems power yes and you see a lot of people having kids and gaining their power especially in poverty gaining their power through sex think about some people you're not empowered financially you're not empowered mentally you're not empowered in all of these different factors but sex is that one space where you feel powerful in Mm. and couple all of that with toxicity and being quote-unquote crazy then you have created this space where sex is no longer an intimate exchange of energy or whatever it is. It's now, how can I, how can I express or extend my power? And then it like sex becomes a commodity. Like I saw another tweet where a guy was saying like, it's not my responsibility to make you come. If I'm getting mine, if I'm hustling, getting mine, and before you need to have, you need to come before I get mine because after that, I was like, obviously <laughs> this guy has a serious warped view of sex. Like yeah. he is literally looking at sex as a fucking race, and it's yeah. just like definitely not a race. You definitely need to figure out life because you're definitely a dumbass. And he so, looked at it as like <laughs> some very selfish and self-serving. So you're right with like, defining it. A hustle, sir? Like, you need to hustle? <laughs> no one should ever have sex with you. You need to be sex deprived because you're an idiot. But it's just like, you have to define sex. what sex is for you first. Bottom line, cut dry. Once you know what sex is for you, then you engage with partners that have fucking common sense and that can share mutual beliefs of sex. Mm-hmm. If you engage in... It's all about maturity, I feel. Agree. If you feel like having sex with somebody toxic is the best sex, you gotta really identify what the fuck is wrong with you that that's what you prefer. You can have sex with a fucking sane person, a sane person that's not toxic, and it be mind fucking blowing, mm-hmm. because y'all connect on so many other fucking levels, not just craziness. So, it's so fucking... It's an elementary idea, but when people don't think about how they view sex, that's when sex can just become these things that are like really, first of all, you can get two disgusting things from, not disgusting, I'm sorry, you can get two horrible things from sex, or one is horrible, you can get diseases, and you can get a blessing of a baby, but that can happen at a wrong time. Yep. So if, if these results can happen from sex, we might need to start really talking about how we define them as people instead of just fucking everything and fucking any mm-hmm. toxic thing. Wow. Well, I thousand percent agree. And that's why I always tell people um, there's a difference between, well, I tell my friends, my girls, that there's yeah. a difference between good D and demon D. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because Absolute. Demon D is um 
it comes with a lot. So yeah, you go through so much that the physical interaction feels like a blessing because that's the one thing that you have that isn't toxic because everything else mm. is. You're carrying the, you may be carrying the relationship financially. You may be carrying the relationship emotionally. They may be um, physically there, but not there in the mental. So when y'all do get together and have sex, it's your, sex is vulnerability no matter how you slice it. No matter how many um, rap songs say otherwise. (laughs) um, No matter how many, um, toxic tweets that we see sex is a form of vulnerability we have to stand in that so that's that's Absolutely. one thing for sure so the reason why someone would even have that mindset um is because it's a one it's a one chance or a one time period or one moment where they actually had that person in their most vulnerable form. It may not be the most mm. rawest form because you can have sex but hold things back, but they do have them in their most vulnerable form. They, they all, even down to the physical, they're nine times out of 10, you'll probably be naked. So mm-hmm. it's, Hopefully, hopefully, shit. you know, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there, but, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, it's just a difference between the two. Even when I hear dudes, like, I'm, I even start to charge dudes up. Because we already charge women up on how, you know, why would you have sex with this dude? He don't even deserve your sex. You a bad chick, da-da-da. But I'm going to start charging the dudes up as well. Because yeah. it's like, it's so many good dudes out here that I see that they're like, you know, well... I, I wouldn't even wife her, but but I smash, you know, she got a fat ass. And it's like... They don't see themselves um, as as a certain... In a certain way. Yeah, it's like, okay. You but you're, that's, that sex is a form of an exchange of energy as well, no matter how you defined it. And mm-hmm. um, one thing I will say for sure is when I, were, when I was in my toxic relationships and we would have forms of intimacy... I I felt drained or maybe I felt like I couldn't sleep around that person like because that's a that's a to me a higher form of vulnerability is being able to sleep around someone like physically sleep because you're sleeping you don't know what this person is doing around you and you feel Mm. you feel like I don't know I felt very drained like I felt very like like we had our moment, but then it was like the after, the after, um, I guess like the after the sex energy when you're kind of just like, you know, oh, you know, I'm gonna wait for him to go to sleep first, then I'll go to sleep. Like those little, oh, like, that is that's trust, like trust, or a or yeah. you could be like, you know what, um, I'm about to tell him what he' about to do because I'm actually wanna I want to make sure this person doesn't spend a night. Like even little things like that, um, that people rehearse, men and women rehearse and think to themselves after this after having sex with someone. So I don't know. I just feel like the tweet holds truth, and um, yeah, I do feel like on both sides, you know. What does that mean for your self-esteem level as well when mm-hmm. you are sleeping with someone that you know ain't about nothing, that you know is toxic, that you know is drama-filled, that you know is quote-unquote crazy? You know, you've seen a lot of people, I like my man crazy or I like my women crazy. 
all that all that super toxic shit like what does that say for you as a person as well yeah that's low level operation it You're is just operating right? that low ass frequency yes because no one around you is challenging it you're not challenging it you think that this is normal a lot of people think it's normal for <clears throat> for you to be with someone and it be toxic yeah because that's all they see and when you really start operating in a, a higher frequency and y'all i know it may be a different for y'all to hear this but Uh-oh. when you start operating in a higher frequency you realize a lot of stuff that you really can't do anymore you can't experience you can't take in anymore and i just think that's just low operation mm-hmm. So and I agree because it's like the older that I've gotten, I've been very like I'm very clear and I'm more specific on um, what I want and what I desire. And when people or someone, it could be in this case, you know, anything sexual or, you know, being in a relationship, I feel like I'm very I'm more intentional than I ever was because, yeah. In my early 20s, you know, I just had to figure a lot of things out on my own. So, I don't know, like, the older you get, and the more, I wouldn't even say the older, because I know people that are actually getting older, but mentally, they're still 22. So, I don't know. I I just feel like it's it's all, like, mental growth, and it's Mm -hmm. also a choice in what you choose. I just know I'm tired of hearing that, like, oh, he's so... Oh, they so toxic, but the sex is just so amazing. I'm just really tired of that narrative. So I yeah. feel like that was important for us to speak on that. It's just like, it's fuck who you want, right? Mm-hmm. Have sex with who you want, but be aware of what it is at the same time. Know that that's what you're doing and that's what you're vibrating on. Yeah. Know that. Just know it. Like, if you know that this person is this, just know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And that leads us into our segment where we're talking about the inner supreme and um the topic for this one is dating in desperation Mm. i am very um passionate about this because i feel that so many people date in desperation and let me define what i mean by that i feel like people and i've done this before and this is not just a I, let, let me say we. Yeah. I feel like when we're dating people, um, we look, we don't look at ourselves as whole. We don't look at ourselves sometimes, not everyone, but of value. We don't look at the value in ourselves because so we're looking externally for something to complete us and for something to satisfy us and to make us feel better or whole. And you date in a way that you're desperate. Hmm. You don't date in a way that I can have I can have what I deserve times a thousand. You don't date in that way. You date as in whatever is presented to me is my only options. So I got to pick from that. Yeah. And that's definitely not the case. If you only date what is there and you only just choose based off, for example, a lot of us date on social, um, on apps like Tinder, Bumble, you know, um, OkCupid and stuff like that. We date on apps. This is the new way of dating. And, you know, you swipe, you see what's there. A lot of times what you see is really not what you want. You see there's there's issues within every person. And we're not, not, not necessarily judging these people, but it's just like you have to decide what it is for you that 
are your standards some like your non-negotiables and yes. date from there don't date because it's just presented to me this is all the food that's here on the plate so i'm gonna just eat in everything mm-hmm. or i'm just take whatever because this is the only thing presented to me no date based off your standards and then work up your standards are the bare minimum and a lot of people don't have standards because people have told us that you shouldn't have a list or you shouldn't have certain things that you want oh no ma'am oh no sir you should you should have basic qualifications for a person that is going to spend their time with you that is going to lay with you and is going to be with you i have basic quality and i feel like these are basic human qualifications and I'm not going no lower than that. Right. I used to, and I used to conform. For example, I used to, I was dating this guy and um, we literally were, we were in two different states and the guy was basically saying like, he didn't really want anything serious. So my stupid ass being what, 22, 23 was basically saying the same thing. I didn't want anything serious serious i just want to go with the flow knowing damn well that's you not how i more. felt but because yeah but because what was presented to me i felt like that's all i could take or could have mm-hmm. i i conformed to his idea and of course you know that shit ended in a fucking flop like of course of course this motherfucker played with my emotions and we it ended up toxic of course because i didn't date based on Based on my qualifications, I dated based on what was presented to me, what I felt like was the only thing that I had. And I just think that we need to like be more inten- intentional with who we date, who we lay down with. And it's mm-hmm. not to say like you're super, super structured and you can't go with the flow. Yes, go with the flow, but go with the flow when you feel like a person is worthy of you. Right. Don't just automatically go with the flow. Like you can't do that. You, especially as, you're maturing and you're gaining more experiences and you're getting older just kind of be more cognizant of that that's what i'm just saying i i agree with that and i feel like there's also a difference between compromise and reducing um Mm. i'm willing to compromise i'm willing to meet you halfway i'm i'm willing to find a middle ground but i'm not willing to reduce who i am my morals my ethics my values and the basic standards and what I believe would make a good partner for me. I'm not willing to do that. So find the difference between the two because there's sometimes I feel like there's a blurred line within the dating yeah. scene um, of that. And I, I have caught myself in the past um, really cutting down who I am as a person uh, to make myself equal up with this person. Um Yeah. I remember one. I, I'm and I'm not gonna say any names, but I would definitely was Absolutely in a relationship not. with someone that um, they were very different in their own right, and I felt and I felt like I respected that. Like I felt like I respected their um, their how different they were. Because um, in all of my relationships, all I ever wanted was someone to just be there to be themselves be who they are and um showing who you are would make me know more if this is something that can either go the distance or should we stop right here i've always wanted someone to be authentically them but the thing that Mm. messed the game up is the (laughs) individual um did not accept me for who i was um they wanted Mm. me to um 
have certain type of um, aesthetic or um, uh, a certain type of theme about myself that didn't really intertwine with who I was as a person. And mm-hmm. in a way, in a way, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm just shooting straight. In a way, it did mess up my self-confidence because I didn't feel like, even though I look back at this person and I feel like, you know, they're a doof. Um, <laughs> at now, or well, back then, I felt like, dang, like, well, maybe I do need to, maybe I should adjust this and adjust that and be open to this and be open to that. Like, and then in the end, I just end up, kind of losing myself within the relationship and we you know we took a step back and then I took a step all the way back so Mm -hmm. I feel like I do feel like you know there is like I and I'm gonna keep reiterating that there is a difference between compromise and reducing what I just gave was an example of reducing um an example of compromise is being with someone where you feel as though um, they have a tinge of difference in how hmm what's a better what's a what's a good way to put it? I would say someone who is willing to meet you halfway like they're they're willing to work with you just as much as you're willing to work with them that is that yeah. is the true essence of compromise it could be anything from financial to um mentally into a mental aspect um going through coming out through certain traumas because the older we get the more trauma we, we realize um with some of us that we're facing and we're constantly battling on a daily basis so uh, having a middle ground with that, having someone who's willing to work with you without it being on any type of like super heavy toxic shit. Definitely, you're definitely not gonna always be your best self. Is someone who is willing to meet you halfway, someone that's willing to build with you, um, and not just solely build you up, and you're not just solely building them up. You guys are kind of putting in bricks together. That's a good um, example of that. I feel like in a lot of ways the relationship that I'm in now currently mm-hmm. fits that. But there's a difference between the two and and dating is hard and I always hear from like my friends that are single that it is hard out here dating wise. Like from the apps from the apps to the speed dating to DMs, trying to get to know someone trying to link up, trying to even do something simple as a date you know it's really hard especially if you are very specific in what you want um it can be very difficult so yeah so when you when you date someone um okay when you're single like I was saying you are you really get a chance to define things from yourself for yourself and you really learn who you are it's just a very beautiful time of being single. It can get lonely, but it's a beautiful time. But once you start being with someone, you're dating someone, you're in a relationship, you start to, some parts of yourself morphs into your partner. So you will kind of change certain ways. You start saying some of the things that they say, doing some of the things that they like to do. Mm-hmm. It's a natural thing. Thanks. And I think it's okay. Like It's cute when you kind of morph into your partner. But if you don't have that foundation of being single and knowing your borderline, what 
what and who you are, how you define things, it can be dangerous. Because imagine being a single person, not really focusing on the growth that comes with being single, just trying to focus on the relationship that you want and getting out of being single. And then going, you don't have a borderline. You don't have a set like idea of what you deserve and what you want. So you will morph into anyone. You will become your yeah. partner. You will change. You you will be desperate as fuck. And that's the desperation. There's nothing. There's no foundation that you set for yourself while you were single. So any person can be very influential in who you are. And that's very dangerous. If that you're is. not whole, you don't feel like you're whole by yourself. And you just you just morph into anything. So I just think it's important to create a borderline for yourself and the borderline is the requirements that you have for yourself and the requirements that you have for a person who will be with you you gotta have a borderline I completely agree and I can attest to that because there was a time period in my life where I was you know in and out of relationships and I seen how I was morphing more to fit this person uh, wants and needs. Then we break up and then I'll meet somebody else and I'm trying to morph more into their wants and needs. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just, I think after like a very um, big situation that was life-changing for me that happened two years ago, I feel like that was kind of, I didn't deserve that, but it was a, kick in the in in the ass into the direction that I needed to go um and then ever since that person in that episode I have met people that have a lot that are more aligned in what I want and what I deserve and everything because I had to work on my core for a minute like Mm -hmm. I had to kind of figure out okay well who is Mallory? What does Mallory like? What does Mallory want to do? Not like the basic things like what's your favorite food, but like mm-hmm. what do you really desire out of yourself? Okay. Yeah. So what do you desire out of your partner that reflects that is a reflection of you and that would be a good reflection of them? Like you have to ask those type of questions. Um and then eventually like that, that right person is something you'll either grow into or you'll just meet someone and then it evolves from there like yeah. it can go either way um sometimes yeah. it happens right away sometimes it, it takes time I'm big on taking time um because like I said I've been um uh what a serial monogamist <laughs> so <laughs> I've had multiple relationships within a certain period of time and I ha- I definitely know now like what I want what I deserve and what falls in line with me because I had a time period where I was single and really doing the homework to define even what the word love means for me. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff is just really important. Very much so. So all we're saying is whether you're a male or a female, establish who you are, how you define things that come with relationships and move forward in dating with those things set. Yes. Be solid. It's just saying be solid in who you are. Be affirmed in who you are. And really try to not really alter things too much for another person. 
because you and I, I truly believe like I have I have my moments where I feel like oh my god I'm never gonna find someone that that's for me, but I truly know that I'm not gonna settle, and mm-hmm. if it's for me, I'm gonna have it. I know that regardless of myself constantly going back and forth, I know that. So just just to find it, just yeah, just, just just be solid, just be stick to your guns, and you will be surprised. You will find. And I'm speaking to myself and to you guys. You will be surprised in who will rise to the occasion and meet you exactly where you are. It's all about manifestation at the end of the day. Like, Mm. you know that you know who you are. You know what you require. That it's going to fall right in line. Like, it's something that doesn't it doesn't take like. It doesn't take all this like super rigorous hard work. Sometimes when it when it's really meant for you, it just falls right in line. Yeah. Like the current, you know, the relationship that I'm in now, we've been rocking for a minute. Um, it just fell right in line. And I'm gonna be honest, it did it wasn't even something that um it was intentional to to an extent, but I'm I'm I can speak for both of us when I say that um it we didn't see it getting like to this like this right. is like next level so and and it just it it was love on accident but it was but our intentions were pure and when your intentions are pure then you really can go the distance with something so mm-hmm. i Absolutely. say manifestation man manifestation yes and that's just saying what you want mm-hmm. believing that you can get it and watching it come <laughs> That's it. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god, what a great what a great thing. Tell us how uh you guys uh maybe your experiences of dating and desperation and if you have and what you learned from it and what you how you move forward with in the like in the future when it comes to dating. I know a lot of great single women out there. I'm telling you the best women are single. I'm just playing. <laughs> but I know a, a lot of great single women out there who are really, mm-hmm. and I'm just speaking on women because I'm a woman, but I know there's a lot of great single men too. But I know a lot of great single women out there who are really like doing the shadow work, working on themselves and just really getting better at who they are. Yeah. And they're not settling. So it's, it's very inspiring. You don't have to always be with someone. To really be fulfilled. Yeah. You don't. Awesome, you guys. So this was great. <laughs> I do. Great. Yeah, this was a good this was a good episode. So shit, what what's next? Five to nine? No, five to nine is next. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> Cause I almost thought it was Muse. So five to nine, guys. You know this is the segment where we we highlight a person that has, of course, a nine to five job, a regular job, and then from five to nine after they get off work. They go and work on their dream, their passion project, or whatever. So I want to highlight actually a group of individuals this this week. Um, there is this uh, this entertainment company called This Ain't That. Once again, that's This Ain't That, and the idea is from my from my perspective is that these people host parties that are different from the norm. Meaning this ain't that or this ain't the thing that you're used to. This ain't the same thing. So they really host parties that are very neat and they're interesting and they're not your typical 
come to the party, shake your ass, leave, drink. It's it's always a cultivated uh, experience. Like they have themes um, that they adhere to. Like they sometimes have seasonal themes. They have themes with different artists. Like they have Christmas parties. We re- I recently went to one of their um their Christmas parties over the um over the holiday break. They have so many different type of parties, and they cater to Black people. They cater to the Black millennial, most yes. importantly. And they don't just do parties; they do events. Like one time, they I went to an event where it was like a block. It was a block party, but it was more so like a a market where you could eat, you can buy different things, and they had like a live showing with the screen and they had the tables I'm sorry the chairs and you were watching like all types of black sitcoms like Martin the Boondocks all kinds of shit it was super dope so they they really are very intentional with the type of parties and experiences and events that they create because they really cater to who we are as black people and they're not monolithic like they cater to all kinds of blackness so I'm not going to highlight the individuals, just the group. This ain't that. So you can go on Instagram at this ain't that. I think it's CC. Let me let me make sure. Um, this ain't that. Hold on for a second, y'all. Okay. This ain't that CC. And you will see their logo is like a mouth. Um, basically a person's mouth with grills. It's so dope. So this ain't that CC. They're culture curators and their motto is curating dope experiences for those who are tired of the same old events. They're based in Orlando, Florida. And you can go to their Instagram. That's their Instagram. Um, And they always have the next event in their bio. So the next event that they have that I'm definitely going to is they have like a retro series. So retro means like throwback. So they have throwback parties and this theme of the throwback party is the trap house so it's super cool they're gonna be playing all kinds of jeezy ti you know old school um probably like those 2000s hip-hop that we all love so yeah go yeah we going (laughs) (laughs) once again that's this ain't that cc on instagram all right all right all right so on to the muse segment um so okay this uh playlist is going to be a sleep playlist and the reason why i did a sleep playlist is because um when i was younger and i know i'm not the only one that did this um radio was popping in like the like the 2000s everybody had their ear to a radio right um so back then like when i used to go to bed when I used to live in Philly and when I used to live in St. Pete and Tampa, I will always have like a radio playing as a little kid. It would be like some R&B music, but it just helped me go to sleep. And then mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, well, not even in the middle of the night, maybe like four in the morning, that's when they would start playing hip hop. And then you'll wake up randomly, start feeling good and yeah. then go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> me and my sister used to go to sleep to the quiet storm yes the quiet storm right <laughs> exactly exactly so um but i this playlist i want to do an adult version of that um so this playlist is going to be full of like elements what i do um sometimes depending on how i feel um i'll use my echo and i'll play thunderstorm music in a loop so that mm-hmm. means all night until I don't want to hear it anymore. It'll be nothing but 
thunderstorm, not like heavy thunder, but calm thunder with a lot of rain uh, playing from my echo. And that, that thing can get loud. It kind of sounds like it's raining outside, but it's not. Um, so I want to do a playlist, not with just elements, but R&B lullabies like Erica Badu. Um, I want to have some some very smooth intentional sleeping instrumentals in there too i think i'm going to extend it um before the show i told tay i think i'm going to make it at least an hour long so you guys can get a a full a full night's rest like really sleepy Mm -hmm. time music and then uh, sometime at night, I drink my sleepy time tea. So the mm-hmm. sleepy time music with the tea, I'll just be out. I'm out like a light. So yeah, yes, I wanted. That I love this. I'm so excited about this one because mm-hmm. I have always. I'm I'm a good sleeper, but I've always like you know people ask how do you know sleep and stuff, and it's always like the rain sounds and certain things. So I'm glad that you got a playlist for this so that I can actually listen to it. And, you know, sleep real easy. Yes, absolutely. So we want to thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We are back and we are excited. We got so much more in store for you all. And just continue following us on our journey. Mm -hmm. Continue listening. And this year, I really think for both of us, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mallory, but Mm -hmm. what we want to do with this podcast is increase our engagement. Yes. So we want to really talk to you guys. We want to know who's listening. We want to engage in conversation on social media platforms in person. We really want to talk to you guys. So if you are a listener, don't feel the hesitation. Please say yes. something about the podcast. Spread the word. It's only going to go as far as it, as our listeners. So if you listening to this podcast, tell someone else that you listen to this podcast if it helps you, if it's inspiring. Then that other person listens, of course they're going to love it, so they're going to tell someone else. So we just need you guys to really like, you know, you know, tell us how you feel, tell us what you related to, and really spread the word. Share Absolutely. it. Like it. Don't be afraid to share it on your social media platforms. If you want us to send you any type of, of icons as far as or images for you to share on your pages, we will definitely do that. No mm-hmm. problems. So just, we want to engage more. And that is the theme of our year. We were yeah, going to continue this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we want to do definitely more interaction on our part, talking to you guys. So I'm just really excited for what this year is going to bring yes. as far as the podcast is concerned. Absolutely. Um, much love to y'all for taking time out to listen to every episode and I, I see the tweets and everything yes I love it. yes so thank you so much and we will mm-hmm. see you and talk to you the next time bye see ya bye bye